What's up, Catching Up With Cub listeners? We are on a mission to make this podcast Australia's number one entrepreneurial podcast. And if you enjoy listening, you can help us do so by rating us five stars and leaving us a review. Your reviews will help other listeners find our show and it lets me know what you want to hear more of. I'm so incredibly grateful for your support. Now let's get to the show. Hello, legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club, connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today, we're catching up with Cub member Christopher Melotti, the owner of Melotti Media. Christopher is a copy genius. He's a multi-award winning marketing expert, including winning the Marketing Institute CMO of the year himself personally, as well as Melody Media being recipients of marketing awards such as the Australian Achiever Awards, National Winner, and the National Award for Marketing. Chris blew my mind with all of his knowledge on how to create great content that makes your brand relevant. We discussed the seven types of content you should be sharing in 2022, how to write the perfect ads, job ads, and slogans. Chris is a really funny, passionate guy about copy and marketing, and I hope you enjoy the show. So we haven't actually had the opportunity to get to know each other that well at Cub yet. But word on the Cub streets is that <laughs> you're very much all the members' um, go-to advice for copywriting, content, kind of content ideas and that type of thing. How flattering. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is. I'm glad. I'm glad because it's – um. Uh, like it's nice to be part of a community that really respects what you do and and equally I respect what everyone else does. So Yeah. yeah. How, how did you earn that title? How did you get that place in cover? It's a big position, you know. Yeah, a good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to walk, walk what I talk. <laughs> and so what is it that you specialise in? Is it just copy or is it more than that? Yep, yep. So primarily copywriting. Uh, but what we've done is we've evolved Malotti Media to be message marketing. And so, of course, we do all the basics of the copywriting, which means like ghostwriting for for businesses and helping them, um, you know, write blogs and websites and web pages and social media and all of the, anything that needs words, um, including video scripts and so forth. But uh, we've evolved the business now to do um, message marketing, which we call core messaging document. And so what that involves is a strategy session where we help brands articulate what makes them special and uh, their pitch identity, their elevator pitch, their hero statements, and all of the sort of core messaging around their um, brand. So think of it as your brand guidelines, but the word side, not the image side. Could we do like a like a outline of how people could do their that today on the on the episode? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And and what about yourself? How did you start? What was your background? What? Why did you start a business? Yeah. Yeah. So um. So I uh, I started full time five years ago. Um, but I had the business a few years before then I was just experimenting. So uh, my career has always been in marketing. So I've been in marketing and corporate marketing for about 15 plus years. And so I really enjoyed, uh, I, I studied it at university. So I did a bachelor of commerce marketing in Macquarie uni and uh, just fell in love with the subject area and loved it ever since. And I bounced around different sort of industries from medical to real estate to many other different sort of facets. And alongside I started Maloney Media um, because I, I loved the uh, articulation side, you know, writing for a brand, writing for messaging and communicating to an audience and then went from there. So um, and then I built it and then the first few clients I had loved me so much that 
just word spread. <laughs> and then it so went you from grew, there. you just kind of grew through through word of mouth at the start. Yeah, hugely. And it's it was funny because I remember I had my full time job as a marketing manager, CMO, and I was there and I remember working all day and then working all night because I didn't expect this business to explode. And then I was like, oh, I need to actually quit my full-time job and do this business. And that was back in 2017. And it took me by surprise because I, I love the entrepreneurial road, but I, I I didn't expect it to take off so fast. And Was it I a was. scary jump? Oh, huge, huge. Um, and it's funny because I remember the HR lady at my previous role, who I'm still friends with today, she said, like, Chris, what do you, like other people give up everything and start a business and they have no income. She's like, you have a fully functioning, running, profitable business right now. What are you waiting for? And I was like, she's right. And so she was the one that convinced me to just jump and then um, loved it ever since. <laughs> Good on so, her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm still friends with her and uh, we catch up regularly and and she, every time we meet, she's like, God, you're just strength with strength. Like, I can't believe you even have hesitated. I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> and you actually hosted uh, like a conversation at Cub not yes. too long ago, which yeah. was, um, let me just get it, which was the seven types of content uh, to create in, tw- in 2022. Yeah. What was the inspiration? Because obviously we, there was a ridiculous number of members in attendance yeah. for it. It was very high for, for, for a typical conversation. Yep. What? What was the inspiration behind that topic, seven types of content to create in 2022? How, how did you come up with that? Yeah, well, uh, look, for me, at Media, uh, I believe in sharing my knowledge. And it's not just that, it's also sharing things that are working for us. And because I find that it's all well and good to sort of spout information, but a lot of people don't test, road test their own advice. And so for me, I've been doing, you know, all these pieces of content for, for years and I find what starts to work and what doesn't. And so I, I put a digital conversation and said, look, these are the seven types of themes of content that would really work for us. And I put it up and so many people came and asked lots and lots of questions. And it, it's funny, it's one of, the thing, one of those things where you take for granted your knowledge and so sharing it, I was like, I hope people are getting a lot of value from this because for me, I was like, this is just what we do at Multimedia. Media. And they, everyone was like, wow, like this is fantastic. And so I was like, wow, great. Like here's all the information. So it was really fun. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Especially being business owners, like people don't realise that like sometimes sharing, like Cub is, is uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Like to an outsider, it might look like, oh, that's a good place to go in and benefit from just myself. Yeah. But actually when you're in a community mm. uh, or any successful community with strong relationships, it's actually about giving. Oh, you know, like 100%. That's, that's kind of the, the, the essence of it. The, well, the way, I do, the way I do my content and the way I use like my business is I say um, to all different audiences is give, give, take, give, take, right? And so what you do is you share information and then share more information. Then, then you do the whole like, hey, is there something we can help you with? Then share again. And then, um, you know, and then- Give, give, take, it. give, take. It, it really is. And it's that five way. And what it does is it earns trust. And if you're, if you do it in the genuine way, like I do, then like I, I don't just give it for no reason. I give it because I want to share and, and share my expertise and help other businesses grow. And when you have that sort of ratio, it stops you from being that that, aid, that, that that business that keeps harassing and saying, hey, do you need us? Do you need us? It's like, here's some information that might help you. Here's some more information that might help you. And that's what I find works really well. Amazing. And did many members reach out to you after the oh, conversation? Heaps. Heaps. Oh, and that's good. why the reputation got solidified. And I have to, I have to admit also the orange colour of my brand really stands out. Does it? Yeah. Which, which helps me sort of uh, become um, very noticeable. Oh, excellent. Um, that's good to hear. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people reached out. Those digital conversations are great 
for personal brand building in Cub. 100%. Like the whole club sees, gets gets to see you, that you're having this conversation, sees yeah. that you're an area of expert, you know, that sees your expertise. And, yep, definitely. And obviously if they're interested enough, they, they come along and, and listen, get to know you a bit better. Yeah, and that's what Cub is all about, right? Like it's, mm. it's it, you don't just sort of uh, be a passive bystander. I always relate it to university. Like you, you can go or you don't go. And it's up to you. However you get it out of, you know, what, it, what you get out of it is what you put in. And if you're not present there, then you don't get any result. Whereas if you're really like present there and get amongst it and be, you know, prominent and all that, you, you, you get a lot out of it. 100%. And so what were some of the types of content that you're recommending people yep. to do? Yeah. So there's seven that I suggest. Um, so number one is supporting the local community. Um, so what I tend to do is whatever your business gets involved with in the local community, it doesn't have to be a charity per se. It can just be that, you know, you're promoting a local like fellow business or that you're giving back. I mean, we give back to the RSPCA um, and we, we foster a lot of puppies in the office and things like that. And so, um, but there's also, we do a lot of pro bono work. So we, we promote that and um, businesses and other uh, customers, they love it because it's goodwill and it's all part of like, it aligns with your brand. Um, So that's the first one. The next one is value adding. So that's the information share. So anything and everything about what you do, how you do it, what you do, and explaining like why you do it, that's a value add. So, so like if it was Cub, we do uh, content on how to build the per- your, your perfect business owner's network. Yeah, correct. Or how to how to build authentic relationships that make you a stronger entrepreneur. Yep, correct. So that's that's value add. And so then you can use that across multiple social like platforms and 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 share it out. So for example, for example, what we do is we run a blog and then we uh, put snippets on our social media and then I record a podcast on it and do a video on it and so forth. And so that value add with nothing in return, that's one of those like um, gives, really helps sort of solidify your reputation, but also it, it shows people what you do and, and inspires them. Um, so number three is about you. Now, this is something that in Australia we shy away from, from you know, tall poppy syndrome. Um, whereas, however, we've got to get rid of that mentality because the about you page is one of the most visited pages on your website. And so it's really important to make sure that you're, you know, you're putting up your bios, you're sharing insights about your team, um, you're talking about your wins and your testimonials and your portfolio and what's been happening. All of that about you, people love to know the behind the scenes things. So really sharing that is really important. It's kind of like that social media effect, you know, like how yeah. everyone's interested in what each other's doing on the weekends yeah. and, and during the day on Instagram. It's, it, that, that isn't like human beings are interested in what oh, other human beings 100%. are doing in the lives of other human beings. And you, you really should be showcasing and demonstrating, from what I'm listening, yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I understand, you really should be showcasing and demonstrating, you know, the behind the scenes yeah. of, of your team. 100%. You know, and this- it's, there's a shyness that the people think, oh, but customers don't care. They do. Like, for instance, when my team and I do a training course, that's helping us be better copywriters and better marketers. And so as a result, sharing that on our socials means that customers see it and go, wow, they're doing regular training. So, you know, for people listening and and watching, you know, what is it that about you that will inspire your customers? Um, The next one is about your clients. So this one, as it sounds, is showcase and highlight what you've done for your clients or the difference you've made or testimonials, case studies. People adore that because it it removes the, the risk and, and it gives people relatability about what they're expecting from you. And so like, for instance, if they see a case study where you've helped a particular client, they might be inspired to call you or contact you because they say, oh, that's similar to what I could do. Um, or I never thought they could do this. That's something that I'm interested in. 
So, and even like showcasing what clients do is really helpful. Like for instance, we'll say we wrote this and now they're using this somewhere. Um, and that really, really helps to sort of demonstrate to your audience what you're doing and how you're helping people. Okay. Um, I love what you said, removes risks. And yeah. you really know each point, like point three, like about you. What is it about you that will it will inspire your customers yeah. to, to reach out or to, to, to take action or to engage in you? Uh, point four, your clients remove risk and, and, and gain relatability or create yeah. relatability. Like these are the key things that you just know it so well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not your first radio. No, no. Yeah. Um, then the next one, five is news and updates. So this is like what's happening, what's going on, uh, innovation updates, things in your industry, things you've got an opinion on. Um, it can be business related or non-business related. And so that's a really good um, a part of it because people, again, like to keep up to date with what's going on and no one knows your space better than you do. And so like, for instance, networking and, and all this sort of thing going on in Cub, sharing what's going on with the clubhouses and sharing what's going on, um, you know, in networking and trends and all that, really people love it and, and you become a key opinion leader because they want to know what you do and, and like. Yeah, for example, you know, uh, since, since COVID's somewhat disappeared, everyone's yeah. trying to come back together and, and yeah. that's the trend. Business owners have realised how risky it is to be alone and, and now they're exactly. all wanting to come together to support each other and help each other through, Yeah, uh, help each other grow to that next level. And, and what I would say to people is don't, don't think you don't know anything. Like people have this, this fear. They go, oh, no one, oh, what do we know? But like, for instance, Daniel, you, you looking at the, car, uh, at the club, right? You can say we've had record number of people being present in our clubhouses right now. It's showing the trend that people are coming back after COVID. So do you see how like these stats don't to be, have to be scientific journals. Like they can be yeah. things where you've gone, we've seen this personally in our business what's happening with you and invite conversations that really helps um, audiences interact with you. Um, next one is events. This is a, a big one, making sure that you're sharing what's what you're attending. So like tomorrow I'm going to uh, present at a real estate conference um, that's, that's being hosted in, in Sydney. Um, and so I publish that because people like to come along to certain events. Um, when you're teaching classes, when you're running particular events and you've got ticketed things or, or you're, um, going to a particular, um, conference or you're having a stand somewhere, all of those people love it. They love to get in like interacting with you and meeting your team. So make sure they can. Um, and the last one is nice and easy is humor. So that, like every business, of course, is serious and professional and you don't have to go off, <laughs> off the end, but, but, you know, having a little bit of, a bit of levity, you know, especially around Friday and a Saturday can really sort of help people, uh, as long as it's on topic, don't, don't throw something completely random out, but like having something like I had, a, um, so you don't do just a random dirty joke. Or no, no, yeah. no. But it's like, for example, um, I took a photo of a kookaburra and I had, um, bad copywriting is no laughing matter. Right. And it's just, it was just a bit of like, it's still on topic for it's my just brand, life. but, and, and people really enjoyed it. Cause then the caption had things that followed up saying like, you know, have you, have you had a look, you know, with this kookaburra laugh at your copy, you know? So yeah, it's a little bit of fun. Um, and, and people love brands that don't take themselves too, too seriously, both B2B and B2C. Yeah, I agree. And, and so, I mean, they're all fantastic ideas, <laughs> but, uh, um, and of course, like I'll listen to it and be like, oh, that, that is true. Like mm. we should do more of that. We should do that. But I guess a big issue that like I would have or I assume a lot of listeners would have is, mm. okay, well, that's great, but how do I actually create that content? Yep. You know, who who can do that and how do I do that or who my team can do that? And also how do I communicate that? Where am I pushing that out? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, look, that's a very, very common um, uh, problem that and challenge businesses have. So the, the thing is that today is that customers are hunting for content. 
right, whether they're B2B or B2C, they're constantly hunting. And if you're not there, then they go to your competitors or Wikipedia, right? And so the thing is, is that if you look at the trends at the moment, especially in marketing, there's a huge push for brands to be spending more on content. And so that involves like hiring external businesses like myself to write content and produce content. But it's not just me. It's like video companies and things like that. But it's also hiring internally. You know, you know, do you have that person that's running your social? If not, what's happening? Uh, you know, is your social a, a ghost town? And what implications is that having for your business? Um, so what I would suggest for those businesses is where, where are your customers? What are they looking for? And how are you dedicating the resources to make content available? Because as I said, if you're not in that space, then your competitors are. And so it's really important that you find the way that your business and your brand and everyone brand is unique, but how are you going to communicate that? For example, um, I've worked with hotels and what we've done is we've got a video, a, a videographer and a photographer come in and the chef has prepared all of the specials for the next coming weeks. And they just take all these photos in one go. And then they spread that those photos across all of the next couple of weeks. And that doesn't have to just be socials. It can be on your websites. It can be across everything you do. And then same with, with the companies that work with me. They'll, they'll say, Chris, can you write 12 blogs um, and articles and key opinion pieces that are going to last me the next three months and we'll spread them out across these particular times. So it's really important that you have like either someone internally you know, doing this and compiling it um, or someone that you can hire externally. And so it just depends, I guess, on the stage of business you're at. And, oh, definitely. and so how does your company work? So like, for yep. example, Cub would say, hey, we need um, this much written content on a monthly basis. Yep. And then it's just a retainer, yep. a monthly retainer yep. or, or is it per project? Or? It's uh, usually per project, but a lot of clients put me on retainer because of that forward thinking content. So yep. like they'll say, and sometimes they don't even – sort of prompt us, like uh, I have a great team that we come up with the, these ideas. So right now we're working, working with a waterproofing company and they want to rank more on SEO and they want more presence and they want to they want to give their sales team collateral to share with their clients. So if you think about it, going in as a cold call is a hard challenge. You know, like if you, if you call and say, hey, do you need waterproofing products? That's a really hard, like, no, I don't, right? Whereas if you say, instead of that, you change the conversation to, we've written a piece about the five things you need to know about waterproofing or choosing the water, what, right waterproofing product. Suddenly the conversation changes from value, you know, so, sorry, from, from like selling to, to value. value. And so what then what happens is then you, you can share that and that earns you the sale rather than forces the sale. And so that's, so what I would suggest is, is if you don't have an internal team is finding someone like ourselves, an agency like Malotti Media, and then planning ahead. And going, you know, Chris, what would you suggest? And that's what we specialize in, in making a calendar. And, and so I like what you said that like always come from a position of value. Yeah. So 100%. if you're communicating, come with with something that may be useful to someone. Definitely. Real estate's the same. Like we, we've done this with a lot of real estate brands. Instead of call calling and saying, are you looking to sell? Right. And it doesn't just don't mean like picking up the phone. It could be an email or going and knock door knocking. Instead of saying, hey, are you looking to sell? No. Are you looking to sell? No. Instead say, hey, here's the latest trends that the interest rate is going to inf you know, impact on this suburb. Have you ever thought about selling because of this? This is a great opportunity coming up. See how the conversation changes from are you looking to sell, which is usually an instant knee-jerk no, to the interest rate is working in your favour right now. There's a lot of buyers, which means that you could get a really good price. Is this something that you can see? You're delivering a bit of insight. Right. Just extra value as to why yeah. maybe you should be selling. Exactly. And it, every industry has this. Everything. Okay. And so like, for example, like with this podcast, 
we could get you guys to listen every episode <laughs> and write a piece of content, Correct. like write the three key lessons of each podcast and then we can deliver that. We should probably do that, Laura. Yeah, look, I just no, I made a sale on the podcast. Yeah. No, but like absolutely. It's it's those kind of things. Um, I, I believe in the marketing rule of three. Every piece of marketing that you do should be used three times. So, for instance, when myself and my team write blogs, we never just write a blog. We put it up and then we share it on our social medias. Then we put it out on our EDMs, so our emails, our newsletters, and we put them in there and share that out as well. We then I then record a video on it. Um, and then I do a podcast and so forth. And that's four. But like for people who are starting is always do at least three executions of one piece. So if you get a photo, make sure you put it up on socials and then find out what else you can reuse it for. Like if you do a video and it's say two minutes, snip it into certain bits and then share it with certain things and then reshare it on your socials. It should be used multiple times. It's so really Basically important. every piece of content, you put it, Put it three places people could see it. Yeah. At and, least. And, at the and minimum. And embrace omni-channel marketing. So I know that's a bit of a weird word. So omni-channel means be present in all channels where you are necessary. Mm. So, you know, be on LinkedIn, be on Google My Business, be on your website and so forth. That's really important. And so before, like, because I've experienced this many times before at Cub, is we've gone and we've wanted to cr- produce a huge amount of content or or written stuff about Cub and mm. I don't know all sorts of things. We've spent we've spent a, we've we've done we spent six hundred grand once on TV commercials. Yeah. Like wow, you know we've tried all these things, but but what I learned was it was all a waste of money until you've really put, you understand who you are as a brand of and course. how you communicate. Of course, and so like. I just uh, like a big lesson for me was don't waste money on t- content creation until you understand your brand. A hundred thousand percent. This is this is the biggest danger of all is that people take the shotgun scatter uh, gun approach, which is I've been told I need to create content, so I just go off and do it and hope for the best. That never gets you and anywhere. you pay for videos and their videographers yeah. are like doctors these days. They charge thousand dollars, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually said yeah. to one, do you have a medical degree? Yeah, yeah. And so what it is is like Daniel, you're right. Is is you must know you and your audience and where those two intersect. This is the biggest thing: is that people often and brands often know who they are to some degree. They know kind of who their customers are, but they don't know how they're relevant, which is our core message as Melotti Media. We say we make brands relevant because we don't pretend to know your brand better than you do, but we do help you find that intersection point, which is that it's not just saying, hey, we, you know, we make software, okay? Because a lot of people make software. It's about saying you have this problem this is how this software makes it really simple and easy so that you can reach your goals. And that's a really hard one because a lot of brands think that they're doing it and they, and they aren't. And so their customers get on there and they go, I don't know that word. I'm off. Or that doesn't sound relevant to me. I'm leaving. And that's, and that's what we do. So you specialize in making brands relevant. Yes. That's exactly what we, yeah, that's our that's really catchy. We'll make, we're going to make that the name of the podcast. That's what I just passed to Laura. I think that's a great episode yeah. name. And, and so, but you actually take, uh, people like um, uh, me through, uh, uh, what was it like? A, a core messaging strategy. A core messaging strategy. How does that actually work? Yeah. What, what do you do with these people to, yeah. to, to, to make their brand relevant? Yeah. So so th- this is, so as copywriters, we spent the first couple of years doing normal copywriting. And then we realized that my marketing expertise really helped brands 
understand themselves better. And that's when we realized that this was a big problem and a big niche in the market was this core strategy. Everyone has brand guidelines. They know their logo, their colors, their font, et cetera. But what they don't have is the other side, which is how we talk, what's our tone of voice, what's our personality, what's our key values, our vision and mission and all those kind of things. And so that's what we started doing is we started putting this together. And now it's one of our most popular services and products is the core messaging strategy. So think about it as the word side of your brand guidelines. So, and I think we, we've done this for some of the biggest brands in Australia right now, because they're coming to us going either we're new or we've lost touch with our brand. And this is also big in the crypto space. It's big in the tech space and the digital and MarTech, because what happens is you get extremely smart people building these platforms, but not knowing how to sell it. They know all the features and they know everything about it from A to Z, right? Everything. But when it comes to customers, they don't, they can't translate that into messages that the customers will go, I need that software. That makes your brain relevant. Exactly. And so this core strategy, what happens is we, we sit down and we have an hour to an hour and a half session where we talk through, and I've got a series of questions and we take, we, I talk you through everything and I get you to pitch to me. I get you, I ask you questions. I probe it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because a lot of brands go, I, I don't know. And I'm like, that's okay. Let me help you. And so what we do is we guide it, we record that session and then my team and I go away and we put it into, it's about 30 pages and it's not all writing, but it shows you how to use each messaging, where to put it and so forth. Once you have that, you can give it to your team and it's like this word Bible and you've got it for all of your, um, for all of your, your, you know, everything from social media, websites and all that, all of that will apply to all of your content and how you talk. We should probably do that too. This podcast is going to cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do. But, but it's well, really Why helpful. don't you give the listeners though, like what are the questions that you you take or, or what is the process you take your clients through when doing this, yep. um, this uh, core messaging strategy program? Okay, so what we first do is we send them a, a, a pamphlet and it sort of gives them some things to think about just to prep them to, to get the juices flowing. Um, then during the session, it, it does branch off. It's very bespoke and individual depending on what they say. However, typically what I say is, this is how I start. I go, start, start by just ranting, just start mind dumping. What, it, what is it that your brand does? Who are you? Where did you come from? That gets people really comfortable, right? So it takes the pressure off because immediately people go, what's he going to be asking? And I'm like, no, 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 you start. When they trigger certain things, that's when I then stop and I'll go, okay, you just said, um, uh, I'm trying to give an example that without giving away anything. Um, so we recently did it for a, for a driving lesson company. And they said to us, all of our competitors are all doing the same thing. They said that they're constantly, um, you know, everyone says that we're the, you know, they're all the same. And so I said, so as they started to talk, I said, stop, you just mentioned that the people that you're trying to target are actually using driving to explore, to get freedom, to escape. It's not about the lessons. It's about um, learning, growing, evolving as a person and, and, and gaining your freedom. And I said, tell me more about that. And they said, okay, well, one of the biggest complaints is they say that they feel nervous and they, but they want exposure and, and so forth. And then I said, all right, let's continue down this path. This is an emotional reaction to messaging. Let's talk about why they would care about this kind of messaging. And then what happened is we expanded from there and we came with this whole new approach to the way that driving lessons are being communicated. And so, uh, and I, you know, I can't, with confidentiality, I can't say certain things, but, but it, this gave them an entirely new spin on what they did very distinct in the market. And now they're starting to roll it out across all of their websites and content. And it's, it's going to be hugely more appealing to their target audience than ever before, 
because it's addressing rather than the functional benefit, it's addressing the emotional benefit. Um, but I've done this for, you know, even dental clinics and the same thing. I've said, tell me about your dental clinic. And they go, oh, you know, we do the best dentistry and so forth and so forth. And I'm like, great. Now um, I'll say to them something like, what makes you, what, what do people, what would people rave about you? You know, like what, why would people leave your clinic and go, I, I love that. And they said, well, we don't, something along the lines of, we don't change your world for your teeth. We, we change your teeth for your world. And it was something along those lines. And I said, Tell me more. And they said, for instance, we don't tell patients do this and do that. What we say is, okay, this is your lifestyle. This is how we can make you, make your teeth work for you, right? And it was this whole new spin on on like dentistry that didn't intrude on people's lives. And then we came up with this messaging around something like, um, you know, we care about the humans behind the teeth and all these kind of really cool messaging. And then they've used it on their, on their branding. And now it's really working because they don't sound like anyone else in the market. And we've done this for psychology clinics. And we've said, you know, in cha- we came with this messaging where it was like a place where you feel heard rather than this whole, like, you know, we help you, we to consult and blah, blah. It was this place where we, we, after we did a bit of a deep dive, we found that what the real message that needed to come through was we hear you. And so to see how, like, and that, that's very hard when you're in the brand every day because you take for granted what you know. Whereas when we do these messaging and I, I I'm, I'm quick, like I'll, someone will say a throwaway line. I'm going to stop. And I'll go, that's, and I said, what did you just say there? And they'll go, oh, this. And I'll go, perfect. Let's expand on that. And then it just, it just, it just grows from there. And I'm, that's why I hit record because I can't write as fast as that. And, and they just come up with these great things and we just jam for like an hour, an hour and a half. And then they get back this document and they go, oh my gosh, like how, I did this for a lawyer. And she's like, she's like, I think you're an empath. (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? She goes, how did you come up with um, this whole human message of family law? And I said, but you were giving it to me. I just prodded it out of you and really pulled it out and articulated it. And that's what I do best. Yeah, you have to find that message. Yeah, because they've got it. Mm. It's not, it's not me. I don't just go, oh, this is what you should say now. It's all there. I just bring it out and really sort of coach them into sort of saying the right things. And then they go, that resonates with me. And I'm like, fantastic. And I've, I've done it for quite a few cup members as well. Oh, have you? Mm. And, and so what's the, so you kind of mentioned like rather than selling the functional, sell the emotional, mm. that's kind of one tool you use. Yep, or, yep. or what are some of the way, what are the tools or lessons you have in your head that you use when formulating these core messages? Yeah. I mean, look, it, every brand is different because like, for example, I usually say benefits over features, but sometimes there are, that's in reverse for certain things. Like it might be tech, but in the end, it's, it's that relevancy thing. It's, it's why would your clients or your customers or your patients care? Why would they give you your precious time? What's going to stop them in their tracks and say, I need that rather than this is a brand pushing at me. And that's the difference. And so my job is to really find that, as I said, that intersection. So you've got your customers and you've got you, where do those things intersect? And that's where you find the most appeal. And suddenly it's like, it's um, you're communicating value on their terms. And, and it's like, it's their idea. Like choosing you is almost like their idea because you've got something that's relevant. So, you know, like um, they always said in uni, they said, don't sell the drill, sell the hole. Right. And that's the whole thing. That's the very basic way of saying it. But, but it's like, you know, you know, that people go, you know, you, you know, if you look at a Mercedes, right. Mercedes can say, oh, our car is prestigious. We're safe and all that. But people aren't buying it for that. They're buying it for, you know, the, 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 they want like, they want 
to look great, show, feel show, special, feel special um, uh, have something that they can be proud of driving. These are all emotional connections. And if your messaging isn't around that, then people fall out of it because they go, yeah, sure, it's got doors, it's got a wheel, right? Like, but what does it do that really, that in their brain, they go relevant? And that's the difference. Yeah, again, making it relevant. It is. That's all and I do. So when you're creating like copy for an ad, mm-hmm. it, let's say something pop, like pretty relevant like uh, a Facebook ad, mm-hmm. a LinkedIn ad, uh, even a LinkedIn post or yep. even a job ad. Actually, let's talk about job yeah, ads job after ads are good because example. we're doing that at the moment. So we'll talk about job ads after. Okay. <laughs> but let's just say like, uh, you're, you're like Cubs creating an ad for um, Facebook or mm-hmm. LinkedIn and – what, you know, it has to be kind of short and punchy, yeah, I guess. punchy, yep. And how do you go about kind of getting that one-liner or do you have a structure that you like to use? Yep. Um, it's the the reason why copywriters, like people will go, it's only one line. Like, you know, wh- why why am I paying for this or something like that? And the reason why is because, in fact, the shorter that it is, the harder it is to write. And so the, my process is how I look at it is go, who's it's always who's the customer? And what value do you offer? They're the first two primary pillars. Then I say, what's going to stop? What's something about the brand that's going to stop the client in their tracks when they're scrolling? And that's that. And this is everything, you know. And it's it's that you got you've got two seconds to hook people. So um, I, I'm a big fan of questions. Questions stop people, you know. Like when when people are, are scrolling, and it says something like. Um, who's have, in Who's in your network? Yeah, who you Who are you connected to? Yeah, yeah. Or, or um, are networking is networking working for you? Things like that. You know, um, um, uh, you know, word of mouth is most prominent marketing. Are you using it? Like things like things like that that people go, I'm not right. You want them? You don't want to say join Cub, okay? Because that people go, yep, and I, I've seen thousands of them this morning. Whereas if if you get people to reflect on their lives and their needs in that first two seconds. And this is with video scripting as well. I do a lot of this and a lot of brands will say, um, tell them about this product. And I'll go, why? Like, what, what is it that, that they're having the challenge with right now? And they'll say, oh, um, they're finding that proposals are hard to write and they're taking too much time. And I'll say, great. Like, what is, what is a relevant message that we can say to them that we can brainstorm and, and come up with some things that are going to say, you know, a proposal's holding you back you know, or like, um, you know, do you not have a well-oiled machine? Like things like that. And, and then people go, oh, that's interesting. And then they, that's when they read on. But if you don't capture them then, you've lost them. And so it's really important. So, and I, even blogs, I always start the blog with one sentence, something like, um, you know, um, time is money. And that's, that's always the truth, especially when it comes to resourcing, right? And then you move and then people go, oh, it's like, a, it's like something that draws people into hook, it's not just the title, it's that first sentence and people skim. So, you know, what is it, what's hooking people in and keeping them there? So, for example, we, we actually did a branding exercise mm-hmm. a couple last week, a couple of weeks ago. And we came up with, it wasn't a slogan at the time, but we came up with the sentence, connected people are successful people. Good, nice. Is nice. that a good one? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing is, it's, it's the second. I would say that it's, there's, there's something slightly missing above it. So, what, like, what does connecting connected people mean. Okay. So for example, um, it might say um, networking marketing is number one in 2022 or something like that. Or, or you know, um, word of mouth marketing will always be number one. And then say, that's why connected people 
are successful people. Okay. See how yeah, I see, see what you're saying. And so what that happened now, people get context. See, right, just saying connected people, people go, is that a phone? Like, is that like, what, 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 what am I connecting? Is it LinkedIn? Like, what am I connecting to? Whereas if you make it, you know, like rele- say that's relevant, right? So, you know, it, it might be something like um, give context to connection. So it'll be, um, you know, um, yeah, like, oh, how about this? Um, people buy from people, not businesses. That's why connected people are successful or something. Do you see what I mean? Like see how you're, you're suddenly you're shot, like you're giving them a benefit from the very start. Then you're saying, see that connected people is more Cubs offering. Whereas you've got to set that relevance piece first. So mm-hmm. why is the stakes high? Then Cub solution. So that we'll jump off Cub because maybe the listeners will be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop <laughs> taking a session. But like, you know, people help people they know. Yeah. People help people they know and trust. Yeah. And so when you're coming up with an ad, um, yeah, so, but I like that how you differentiated between the- uh, The context. The context. Yeah. It was kind of like, what? give us the context, then share that yeah. sentence. Yeah. And, and what about with job ads? So we are mm-hmm. recruiting a bunch of people right now. And I know a lot, of, I mean, I speak to all the members and there's obviously a lot of uh, staff movement and things at the moment mm. for a lot of companies. Huge. Um, how do you create a great job ad, particularly yeah. at the start? Like how would you, th- how do you think about writing? You know, that you kind of said it like that one line that catches like in a blog. Yes. How, the, what do you, what do you like to write? It's a good one. Job ads are a great one that uh, businesses have been doing wrong for a long time. And I, I've worked with major super, supermarket chains and things like that for this very thing. And what, what job ads typically do is they go in and they say, you like, it doesn't, it's not this, but it sounds like this. You should be lucky to look at this role, right? We're amazing. That's um, so funny. Like, I just wrote a job ad when you walked in and it literally sounds like that. Right. And so the problem is it's it's not that there's nothing wrong with earning that, but a lot of the time if you go in with that, people go, I don't resonate with this. This isn't aligned with my values. Why would I choose to work there? Whereas if you offer them opportunity, fulfillment, challenge, that's when people go, see how it's that, that emotional relevance, that's what works. So instead of saying, um, you know, Cub is amazing, be, be thankful that this that you're like glancing this. I know you wouldn't say that, but I'm saying- Be like, thankful that this rare opportunity has come yeah. across you. Instead say, you know, uh, are you looking to reinvigorate your career? Um, are you, you know, something like, um, um, is purpose an important part of your professional trajectory right now? Do you see what I mean? Like see how, what it does is it doesn't always have to be questions. I know I'm just jumping to that, but something along the line, like I did this for a gym, right? And a gym uh, came to me and they were in Sydney and they said, Chris, write me a seek ad. And they just said, we need personal trainers. Um, this is what we need. Tell them they need these qualifications and, 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 you know, we'll see what happens. And I said, what usually happens? And the, and the guy said, the owner said, oh, look, we get, you know, 3000 applications and usually that's a cream of the crop. And I said, how about this? Let me write you a video ad. And he went, oh, what do you mean? I said, well, personal trainers are probably on Facebook a lot and you can probably target them that way. Instead of doing a seek ad, let's do a video. And I got him to stand in front of the, 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 the doors and I said, and he said, welcome to your new office, right? And he walked in and the camera followed him in and he said, as you can see, there's a lot of great equipment here, lots of foot traffic. See how it's, it was benefit driven? So instead of saying, we need you to have this degree or this qualification, instead it said, you know, here, here we have a meals fridge. 
where you can help your clients choose the right meals. Here we have the um, the workout stations, lots of space, no one's on top of each other. You can see that it's it's got a nice flow, clean, great equipment, right? The, the biggest pain point he knew was the fact that that personal trainers hate where they work. And so I was like, get let's get let's combat that straight away. So say to them, we have everything you need here. And then what we did is these are the opportunities we give you. And then after that, then I said, only at the end did I say, now in return, this is what we need from you. And he 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 said he got inundated with with top quality PTs and he still has two of them today. And so, and just what it is is changing the conversation from us, us, me, me, me to hey, here's what we have. This is the opportunities we've got. These are the exciting things. Here's what's not going to happen. You know I mean? All those really thing, those great things that remove those risks, people, you get better people applying. Yeah. And I just think a lot of it's to do with the very start of a job ad. Yeah. Do you know, I, I reckon that's where it would kind of go wrong. It's, yeah. It's that start. And sometimes you are like, you do want to boast about the company because you want to make it like, oh, you know, the company's great. You should be lucky to work here. But yeah. You have to earn that. You do. And it's, it doesn't matter what you are. You could be any brand, Google, right? And, and of course, Google, make, it, it's easier to pick some of the bigger brands that you're impressed by. But it's going in with that, it turns people off. And if you see some of the, especially the younger generations now, they're, 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 they're feel like they're empowered by fulfillment and their values rather than the, the this huge. Yeah, it's, like, like, well, it's like when you meet someone and they're like, I'm, Actually, the greatest. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm so good. I've done like you all should these be lucky things. to talk yeah, to me. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, like, I mean, it would. Yeah, it's you'd intimidating. Hate yeah. Whereas if you go, hey, like, what do you do? What are you looking for? Mm. Why are you part of Cup? Like, people go, this person like cares cares about me. Yeah. And and that and that's what it is. And that and it's it's not about sucking up to them. It's about gaining their attention and feeling like there's a two way conversation. And mm. every brand that does this on a website, like your website, when they land on your website, the messaging there should make people feel welcome. And it also should make them feel like they're in the right place. You know, if they fall, if they jump on your website and it says um, something like an app that changes your life and there's no context to that, people go, oh, I'm out. Like people just, just leave, right? Whereas if you say something like, if you analyze your, your customers and you say, um, you know, uh, do, do what you do best while the app does the rest, right? People go, what's that? And then the subline could say, um, send proposals in a click, um, you know, while you're on the go. Things like that. People go, all right, now I'm reading on. Rather than this sounds like another piece of technology that's trying to replace me. You know, it's yeah. all a, it's all about knowing your product, your customer, and the intersection that makes yeah. you relevant. You make it sound easy. When I know, I know. When I'm, I'm talking to you I'm, so I'm like, oh, there's so much information, but then I'm like writing down all these notes. But I'm thinking, oh god, like it's still like I was trying to think of job ads for myself in my head. But um, yeah, it, it's really like this this fine art that yeah, and that, that's that's what people mm. underestimate copywriting. And I don't mean yeah. to copy, it's it's because people go see when you go to a website builder or a videographer, you know that you pretty much can't do that. So you hire people. Whereas people go, I've I've written emails all day. Like I've been I've been I writing how to spell. Yeah, and so they go, well, why do I need a copywriter? Until it's not just this cost saving. Sorry, the 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 time efficiencies and all that. It's it's also about the fact that like being external, I can delve. Like, and often I find the best thing is I push the boundaries further than you would. And then when you pull me back, that's the sweet spot. Mm. That, but you would have never got there if I hadn't thought about it. And yeah. that's what I do with everything. And and also, I mean, copy is the most popular content. Yep. And it's also the lowest cost. Yep. Because even if you did use uh, like uh, an outsource or like let's say Cub, uh, 
got you to you guys to do to do a lot of our copy and yeah. branding and stuff. It's still, I'm assuming anyway, yeah. it's yeah, going to yeah. be more cost effective than like doing the video, uh, big videos with you know they got all the editing and they have got to bring in the expensive equipment yep. and they, you know they got they need a bunch of people to be involved in it. You can copy is the most regular, yep. is the most like common uh, content. Yeah. And it's what everyone's going to read it on your social medias. They're going to read it. You share it everywhere. They're going to read your ads. It's really and, and it's the lowest costing content to create. Yeah. And it, it, I was saying to my, I was training my team the other day, and I realized something. The advantage of written words is, unlike podcasts and videos, which by the way I love. Don't worry. Like I, I make videos and podcasts all the time. Um, but word, but people love to skim. And the beauty of words is they can skim and their eyes can catch relevant pieces of information they want to read. Whereas when it's a video or a podcast, you have no choice but to consume it from start to finish. Even if you skim ahead, it's not like you know what they're talking about, right? So people like, and this is why podcasting is becoming huge. Video is starting to shrink a little bit because what's happening is people wait for it to buffer and they go, what are they going to talk about? And when are they going to get to it? Whereas like when it's written, People go skim, 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 skim. Oh, the fifth one, that's relevant to me. And that's why like numbered blogs work so well. You know, the five advantages of networking in Cub, right? People can go, yep, one's fine, two's fine, three's fine, four. Oh, I don't know four. And that's when they read and they look at it and they gain insight, gain brand awareness, you're in. Do you ever like to create blogs or content on the negatives of not having a product? For example, like, do you think it's a good idea for companies to have, like, I'll just use Cub, but mm. uh, for Cub to have, you know, um, um, five things that you, that five things that you're at risk of if you don't have a strong network? Oh, huge. Oh, is um, that important? Or, definitely. And, and or is it being is, gloom and doom? No, 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 not at all. Like, okay, so let's be honest here. So um, motion sell. And, and so what I would say is while positive tends to reflect better on your brand, it's, there's no problem and you shouldn't shy away from the negative so long as it's got a, a good message. So for example, I, I would have no trouble with, with writing that and I would have no qualms with writing that, but like saying the five things that, that, um, that you, you would be at a disadvantage without networking would be great because it shows people it's FOMO. You're triggering the FOMO factor, mm. right? The whole like, oh my gosh, those are five things that are happening to me. I need to network. Yeah, and like so no one yeah. to trust, no one to turn to for advice. Yeah, no feeling lonely, feeling lonely, knowing um, you're being not insulated. knowing if you made the right decisions. Yeah, no and one to relate to. That's it. And so and the negatives, that's totally fine, so long as it doesn't cross into the like, yeah, yeah. horrible boundaries. <laughs> but but like, if you don't join, you'll die. <laughs> yeah, but like I've I've done ads where I've said like um you know and we like about the negatives, like it could be something like um, choosing the right backpack, um, you know, uh, um, sure, it, rain might happen, but at least your stuff will be dry, right? So people often say, oh, that's a negative, but, it is, but see, it's a benefit in the negative. And, and so that works to 100%. Okay. So have you always been the creative type? Yeah. Like what were you doing before you were in marketing? Yep. So I, I literally, I went from school and I graduated in 2003 and then I, I did business studies in year 12 and I loved the marketing component. And I've always been creative. Like I've done stage and performance and things like that. Oh, you're a bit of an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I so I do that. singing and everything. Yeah. The whole, the whole enchilada. Um, enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So, so that's why I do a lot of public speaking because of that. And so, yeah. So I, I um, did a Bachelor of Commerce and Marketing. Then I did a Bachelor of Commercial Law, sorry, Master's in Law um, at Macquarie Uni. Um, and so through those degrees, 
um, I, I found my career in the creative side and in writing and um, and articulation and messaging. And that like it comes from 15, 20 years of, of essay writing and um, helping convey the right message to the right audience. And that's why, you know, we do a lot of award writing for that same thing is because awards are the exactly the same thing. They're same what do you principles. mean by award writing? So, you know, like um, going in for uh, local business awards or going for the AFR award and things like that. A lot of clients come to us to write their award. It's not that I'm making it up. It's still their wording, but I write it for them because I've been on panels and I've won awards myself. So I know what they're looking for. I read that you won the CMO of the year or something like that. Yeah, Australian Marketing Institute 2017. That's a big deal. Yeah, it, oh, I, I beat out a lot of incredible <laughs> companies like Domain and Telstra. Um, and that was when I was in a real estate business and I was the CMO for a real, a big real estate brand. And th- the reason why I won was because I demonstrated the power of marketing to an industry that wasn't using it at the time. And so, and it, and it wasn't just, Hey, let's make a pretty picture. It was about using marketing automation and marketing technology and all these kind of things that the agents were like, Oh my gosh, you're doing half the work for me. I'm like, yes, that's like, that's the power of marketing. If you're not using marketing this way. And so I try and implement that across everything I do. <laughs> you're super cool. And, and honestly, you've, you've um, blown my mind a little bit today. <laughs> you actually freaked me out. You gave me too much to think Sorry. about. Sorry. I'm like, shit, I need I'm really passionate. And, so, yeah. uh, well, no, no, I'm going to keep you here and you're going to help me <laughs> with a few things after, after this episode. But, but um, do you have any, do you have a podcast or anything you yep. want to share with the listeners that you want to mention? Yep. So if you just go to melodimedia.com.au, I have the message marketing pod. Um, and so I, I uh, all of my blogs that I write. Oh, it's called the message marketing yes, pod. Message marketing That's pod. awesome. Um, and so I, basically all of the blogs that I write, which is the message marketing blog. Um, so I write all of those and then I uh, record them into like podcast scripts um, and then I put them into video. So you can you can read, um, watch and listen. And that's the marketing rule of three. So I put them all and I've also got um, the content um, shots newsletter um, that you can sign up on my website. I give away a lot for free. And even um, I've now created melodymediacampus.com. And that is like, I would say 90% of it's free. And there's resources galore there on marketing, copywriting, business, tech, all of that stuff that I've just created. And it's all available. All you need to do is hit enroll and it's all there for you. And do you have a favorite book to do with messaging and marketing that you'd want to share? (laughs) i I had to write my own because okay. it was missing. Um, so it's, and it's called, are you proud of what your brand is saying to the people who matter? And basically it articulates what a brand needs to say. And that's what, in the core messaging document. One of the questions I say is, are you proud of what your brand says on your website? And I would say majority of people say not quite. And that's okay. when I say why. And then we delve. Awesome. Well, let's, that's a good, good way to wrap up the podcast. Um, to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to get in contact with Mr. Chris Malotti, you can go to cub.club forward slash podcast and you'll find a bunch of information there. Otherwise, you can go straight to uh, the, the website and links that he's mentioned previously. Chris, can't tell you uh, how much you've um, uh, blown my mind with this <laughs> copy of content today. No, it was great. It's going to be an expensive episode because I'm probably <laughs> gonna end up getting you to redo all our stuff. I sold in but, the podcast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the easy. I'm the. I'm not the hardest to. You wait, love what's it. What's it called? Yeah, I, I'm easy to fucking sell to. But <laughs> but but uh, no, no, I appreciate it. I'm very proud to have you as members. Thank you, uh, as a member of Cup. You're, you're appreciate awesome. it. I love it. Thank you, and thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. <laughs>